Welcome to Beyond the Board, a podcast that explores the themes and real-life inspirations behind tabletop games. I'm Mike. I'm Spencer. And on today's episode of Beyond the Board, we'll be discussing the game Carcassonne. Carcassonne. I always chant that whenever we play it. There's no reason for it. It's like Jenga. Sure. But for some reason... You have a Jenga chant, too? Jenga. Jenga. So it's it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, no, it's the exact same thing. It's like Jumanji. Jumanji. Okay. I don't have Jumanji, though. Right. So Carcassonne, Carcassonne. <laughs> right? The game that we're talking about. This it's a it's a tile placement game, right? Yeah. So you're you're basically building an entire landscape, a kingdom, if you will. And the whole point of the game is to connect roads or connect castles and make like full complete castles, and you get so many points. You still get points either way if you don't fully connect them, but you get more points if you connect them. Yeah, you introduced me to this game, and it's for two to four players or something like yeah, that, I, I believe. So. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, you're taking turns, and it's beautiful, actually, as you're building these. Yeah. You're, you're putting down these roads and connecting them. You're seeing these cities grow and grow, and there's a little bit of a almost worker placement-like mechanic to it where you have a set number of workers, essentially, or followers that you're putting into place, and wherever you put them, the type of terrain or location dictates what their role is exactly. Yeah, so if you put them out in the field, they're a farmer. If you put them in the monastery, they're an abbot. And if you put them on a road, they become highwaymen. So today, we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about the thieves of the road, the highwaymen. So we're going to start right on the basics. What is a highwayman? Well, like you said, they're thieves. If we really wanted to make it, boil it down as simple as possible, highwaymen were thieves. And we're going to go back, actually, specifically to an era of time, 1600s, jolly old London town. Jolly old London town. Great Britain as a whole is largely what we're talking about when we're talking about highwaymen, but that's not to say that this is a distinctly British phenomenon, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. But put yourself in that time period. I'm putting myself in that time period. I'm uh, uh, walking most places or riding by horse or carriage, right? Hey, that's pretty much the only option you have. You have towns or s- cities separated long, dark, dangerous distances from one another, and you don't have trains, and you don't have cars, mm-hmm. and you don't have bicycles. Now, you say dark distances from each other. Um, I like to travel during the day, uh, but sometimes I might travel at night. Is that dangerous? That would be inadvisable in the 1600s. Uh, as you As you can imagine... It gets dark in the countryside. Like, even here, if you go out, we're, we're from Chicago, but if we go out and out and get away and away and away from the city. Cornfields. Out to the cornfields, it's dark at night, right? It's, it's really cool. Light pollution goes away. Mm-hmm. You occasionally have a street light, but you think about back in the 1600s, they didn't have any of that. So you're walking, you have the moon, and if you have a lantern. But other than that, everything is pretty much pitch black. Yeah. So... I guess, why are we talking about darkness so much? Why are we talking about this this spooky night travel? It's because that travel back then was dangerous. And traveling at night is just one example of the danger. But it doesn't have to just be at night that things were terrifying. Yeah, so, so you want to ride as quickly as possible to get to these places, mainly because I think you paint it very nicely as you... You, you round a particularly forested corner and suddenly hear the sound of horses that aren't your own. This is like you doing a D&D campaign. Exactly. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're surrounded by robbers on horseback looking to take whatever valuables you had. 
And these are the highwaymen, the robbers of the road uh, that specifically are on horseback. Yeah, that's actually an, an, apparently an interesting distinction to make is that uh, you might have heard the term footpad before. I've heard it before, and I didn't realize that footpad specifically just meant a robber who travels by foot. That makes sense. Uh, and so the highwaymen are specifically robbers who go by horseback. And the reason they're doing this in the first place is because, like you said earlier, if you're traveling between these towns, you're likely doing it by horseback or by carriage. Walking would take a very long time. You'd be especially susceptible. So if you want to rob people on horses or in carriages, you might want a horse yourself. Well, of course, there are examples of people who have robbed without the need necessarily of horses, and that's in the American Wild West, where you have people maybe putting rocks or boulders on the train uh, rail yes. or blowing them up with dynamite, but that's a tale that we've told in the past. Mm-hmm. You should w- listen to our Cult Express episode. It was a good one. It was a good one. Uh, so who were the highwaymen? They, they weren't... There, there's not necessarily a common profile of the highwaymen to describe them all, but like like other pirates or or outlaws of the Wild West, there's generally a stereotype. Um, but similar to pirates, they were a lot of them were ex army soldiers from the English army, um, and I think specifically you can think of royal officers after Charles I was defeated. In the English Civil Wars, they were stripped away from their titles and they all their estates were confiscated and they pretty much had nothing to their names. So they went out and robbed everyone. It was the easiest thing for them to do. And they already had training with weaponry and being on horseback and their skills would be very, very, I guess, lucrative. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfectly suited for that. Yeah. It's the same, exactly like you said, the same concept with pirates. They were naval officers and naval soldiers. And who better to kind of pilot a ship in the most appropriate way to attack another ship than naval soldiers? So same idea here, but now we're on land. Horseback attacks. And that being said, they know where the best places are. Like they would pick roads that weren't frequently traveled but far enough away from civilization so they wouldn't be harassed uh, and there wasn't really a police force in uh, or right outside of the towns policing the roads at the time and uh, so it was dangerous even just to leave the city walls that's a it's, and that's a really important point and it's it's specific to to Britain when you're talking about that too is that Britain in particular just did not have any kind of police force that protected the travel ways. And we'll talk about it later about other areas, especially in France, where there weren't as many highwaymen because they had regular patrols going on to make sure that travel was safe. But that wasn't the case in Britain. So it's just the the Wild West, so to speak. So you have these, these trained British officers who are picking the best places, and they would also choose the best people to pick on. Generally, people traveling alone, were not really able to defend themselves, maybe just a merchant or mail carriers specifically. And they were a frequent target, actually, from armed bandits, specifically highwaymen and footmen. Yeah, and that's the easiest target, obviously. So you you'd hit a few of them, and you can make a little bit of coin, a little bit of coin doing that. But just like the, the bandits of the Wild West who would hit trains, there are big fish to catch for these highwaymen as well. And so they would go after bigger targets, but 
only after they were pretty confident that they would not be attacked back or that they could do so unharmed. They were smart about this. They they took the predatory sense. And in fact, they even robbed a prime minister in 1774. They just said, eh, who better? Who probably has a lot of money right now? There's some cojones on those guys. It's pretty great. And they did get caught, though. They they weren't invincible. They were smart about it. They, I mean, Like you said, they were trained soldiers oftentimes. And they got caught. And the punishment for robbery for something like this is death. Mm, no getting out of that. And since it was 1600s England, it was death by hanging, a pretty common form of execution. And so were these people getting hanged all the time? Was this a big to-do? Was this a scare or a panic or something like that? I mean, everyone would have feared these guys, right? You would think. One would assume. But we're going to take a little bit of a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about that public perception of the highwayman. And the romanticized version of that highwayman. And then their inevitable fall. (laughs) Do you enjoy fantasy? Does the detailed image of a wizard on the side of a van make you think, that could be me one day? Do you think a battle mace is an appropriate gift for a baby shower? Does your boss frown on your chainmail codpiece on casual Fridays? Is your name Smitimus? If you answered yes to any of the following, or are just looking for something fun to read, then you should check out Battlements. Battlements is a humorous fantasy comic filled with swords and sorcery, axes and anachronism, and battle maces and bears. Follow Shane, Hector, Jean, and Rail as they get into adventuring shenanigans, all while trying to pay the rent. The comic updates every Thursday and is free to read at battlementscomic.com. Go check it out and be the wizard on the side of a van you were meant to be. And we're back. We're back. So we alluded to this idea that the public perception of the highway highwaymen might have actually been more positive than you would assume. These were robbers. Why would you ever think robbers were great? Well, I mean, we thought some outlaws were great. We did, didn't we? When we did our Colt Express episode. It's that, I guess it's that psychology of, of seeing somebody, that dashing bandit, that bad boy persona robbing rich people because they're the fat wealthy rich and and you're the bad boy who just needs a little on the side but is taking that and like a lot of the times you would hear stories of of them even treating women better than the men right that's that's the other thing is when you maybe stereotypically think of british society you might think of etiquette and politeness and that was demonstrated by a number of notorious or infamous highwaymen and that's something that we kind of talked about with Bill Miner, the the robber, the the gentleman bandit of the American Wild West. There were ex- absolutely examples of this hundreds of years before him with these highwaymen. Now, that being said, there were also terrible highwaymen, quote unquote. Uh, but I think there were some poets and, and novelists who actually said, no, a highwayman is specifically somebody who is a gentleman. Who, who doesn't resort to violence as their first tactic. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you also have the, the legendary examples of these. You have Robin Hood would yes. be a sort of example of a highwayman. Whether or not Robin Hood actually existed is sure up for debate, but it's the same idea as you were alluding to earlier. These, these people who had perhaps some sort of a noble or righteous cause robbing from the, the, the rich who didn't deserve to have all of it 
Robin Hood gave to the poor. Highwaymen didn't necessarily give to the poor, but they, they stole from take the... what's theirs. Exactly, and they took from the people who had too much. Exactly. One uh, example of a highwayman in the British area, in London town, uh, would be Claude Duvall. He's the Bill Miner of the Highwaymen times. Uh, he, <laughs> there was a story that said that he he requested a dance with this nobleman's wife instead of taking all of his money he would only take half and so she danced with him in the streets uh, or in the in on the road uh and he only took half it was just a very noble thing i think there was another time where he didn't kill this guy he took all of his money but then tied him to a tree Mm. and so all these things are like he doesn't resort to violence he always was very well dressed is how the story goes and there's plenty of poems and stuff about him uh specifically that this church had a memorial where he was actually buried And the memorial at the church reads like this. Here lies Duval. Reader, if male thou art, look to thy purse. If female, to thy heart. Much havoc he hath made of both, for all. Men he made to stand, and women he made to fall. The second conqueror of the Norman race. Knights to his arm did yield, and ladies to his face. Old Tyburn's glory, England's illustrious thief. Duval, the lady's joy. Duval, the lady's grief. That's just such a great example of this romanticized version of this group of individuals. And you have the same sort of thing, not necessarily these beautiful poems, but people writing short stories and things like that of other highwaymen, and that continued to be a tradition as we saw different forms of bandits take place over the hundred two years, just like we have romanticized the bandits of the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you think about people like Butch Cassidy and Jesse James, these, I mean, they, they, they robbed. They're criminals. They were criminals, <laughs> probably hurt or killed some people, and yet we have this really cool idea of who they were, and we think that almost like they're the, the good guys. Yeah. It's interesting what it does to just general pop culture, and and I know you think pop culture how it is now but they had a pop culture back then and mm-hmm. if you want to write beautiful poems you're going to make the lady swoon and they're going to be like oh oh um what's his face duval <laughs> claude duval <laughs> i already forgot his name i was thinking of butch cassidy and jesse james it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to hard to forget them and I guess one last thing to note here is that we're, we've been focusing on these famous highwaymen from Britain, from kind of the England, London area. And there were examples of highwaymen, these robbers of the road, all across Europe and into Asia. This was not some sort of strange phenomenon that only happened in Britain. It wasn't just the English's idea. <laughs> right. Robbing is not a particularly unique thing that came out of London specifically. So yeah, we you see it in all sorts of places and, and you see similar sort of attitudes and stories being told in other places around the world. But not so popular a place that these stories are told is France, where Carcassonne surprisingly takes place. It's because they actually had a mounted police force in France protecting the roads. And so therefore robbing didn't happen as much, which is interesting to me. Yeah, and so in France... Very few highwaymen. In England, tons of them. And England eventually had to deal with this, especially because England never wants to be worse than France. And so you look at this, and 
England never necessarily implemented a full-blown police force in the same way, but there was eventually a decline in highwaymen presence and attacks. And there's a couple of different explanations, and I think they're they're both interesting in their own regard. One, lights. You make the roads brighter, it's going to make it harder for bandits to hide and get the jump on you, especially if you're traveling in a carriage. So if you're aware and you're alert, it less less robbers. So exactly. lights. <laughs> Second one, guns. Guns are the solution, the cause of and solution to all Seems of our problems. Be. Seems to be. Personal handguns in particular, though, were being developed and becoming more commonplace at this point. And so, yes, that obviously helps the highwaymen because now they have a better tool to attack people with. But it also meant that everybody traveling on the roads potentially had a gun on them as well. And if you think about the highwaymen as predators, like a predatory animal doesn't attack unless they know for sure that they're not going to get attacked back. And so put them in that sense. Are they going to roll the dice? Are they going to gamble on that particular individual? Do they look armed or do they not? It's obvious if they've got a sword by their side, gun's a little bit harder to hide. Yeah. Or easier to hide. (laughs) Yeah. So whatever the reason, those two, uh, and probably many more, there's a decline of highwaymen, and eventually the reports of these road robberies were nearly gone by the 1800s. But uh, just as it was ending in Britain we began to see the rise of bandits in the Wild West. So it just jumped overseas. That's right. The cycle continues. And it was a whole new way of robbing. It was. It was. It was a sexy new way of robbing. And if you want to hear more about that, <laughs> listen to our Colt Express episode. It's a good episode. It's an older episode. We might sound really young. Yeah. <laughs> so do you got anything else? That's all I got. Well, that's all I got. Thank you guys for listening to Beyond the Board. If you like what you heard today, why don't you hit that subscribe button? Leave a review. We like hearing from you. You can also find us on Instagram at goingbtb. Uh, you can also email us if you have any questions, comments, or concerns at beyondtheboardpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at whizbotgames because we do make games besides just recording a podcast. Uh, you can also find the podcast at whizbotgames.com. And as we end... I think I should just ask you, should we do another Bandit game? We should do another Bandit game. I think so. You guys should tell us another Bandit game, too. Bandit game. Crash Bandicoot. This podcast has been produced in association with the Nerdalogs. To find out more about the Nerdalogs and their shows, visit www.nerdalogs.com or facebook.com slash nerdalogs. Thanks for listening. <laughs>